Good morning. I would like to welcome all of you who are visiting Concordia University today. My name is Mark Brighton, and I teach in Christ College, and I truly love what I do here. And if you are here as a prospective student and you would come here, it would be my desire that you discover that this is a great place to ask questions and to find answers. And so today we continue a series that we are doing, If You Could Ask God One Question. And today we consider a really big one. The question is, am I going to have it? You see, I love it that you guys are asking this question because it's one of the most important questions that you could ask. More important than questions that I often hear asked, like, why is my roommate so weird? (laughs) Or why is that professor so weird? Or questions that some of you are thinking right now, what am I going to do tonight? No, this is a very important question. But at the same time, I cannot help but think that there is a question behind this question. And that question is, have I been good enough to get to heaven? Lord, if I go to heaven, what do I need to do? Do I go to church every Sunday? If I pray every day? If I read my Bible regularly? If I get control of this area of my life... If I, then can I find my way to heaven? There are two major problems with asking this question. The first is that it betrays an attitude which is incompatible with love and trust. It's like a child going to a father and saying, Dad, if I keep my room clean, will you love me? If I obey all your rules, will you love me? It only leads to doubt, fear, and uncertainty. Zap yourself into the future. You have a three-year-old child. Your child was in trouble. You set your child upstairs. It's awfully quiet up there for a long time. You're about ready to go upstairs to find out what's going on because if it's too quiet, your child's either dead or doing something they shouldn't do. But your child comes down with tears in her eyes or his eyes, and he or she has made a painting for you and gives you the painting and says, here, mom, dad, will you love me now? That would crush me. That would crush me. Brothers and sisters, doubt, fear, and uncertainty are attitudes of hired help at best or slaves at worst. And yet we read from Paul that God does not want hired help. He doesn't want slaves. He wants children. The second problem with the question is, have I been good enough to get into heaven, is that the answer is always no. No? Well, gee, what are the qualifications for admittance? Perfection. Perfection? Well, well, but God, have you seen my roommate? I mean, if we look around ourselves, it's easy to convince ourselves that we're not as bad as other people. I haven't committed any crimes. I've tried to be pretty good. And so we might think that, you know, I haven't been that bad. Well, you know, that lizard I put in my roommate's bed, well, they deserve that. But after all, thinking this way, the standard of perfection may seem a little unreasonable. After all. 
No one is perfect. But we can understand better when we consider that heaven is a place where no evil exists. It's a place of absolute perfection. And so then we can begin to understand this statement from Paul. The fair compensation for sin is death. You and I aren't perfect. We cannot get into a perfect place on our own. We find no place there on our own. And so, let me reframe the question. Instead of asking, am I good enough to get into heaven, ask this. Do you want to go to heaven? If you do, I have good news. Because Paul continues the sentence. But eternal life in our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, is God's free Now, I know that some of you carry little conviction about heaven because you might have a distorted view of what eternal life is. Maybe some of you still carry around some of those childhood images of heaven. It's a place where you have to wear a long white robe and carry around a harp and sit in a pew and sing dull and boring hymns throughout all eternity. Well, this is a topic that I'm going to address on Monday, what heaven is like. But we will consider then that it's a place rather where all our deepest and truest desires are fulfilled beyond our ability to even imagine. Negatively, it's a place where there is no more sorrow, no more evil, no more sickness, no more death. Positively, it's a place of contentment, of peace, of integrity, of joy. Here's the point that I wish to make this morning. The important question to ask is not so much, am I going to heaven? But do I want to go to heaven? Do you want to go to heaven? Christ, the way is open. The invitation this morning is yours for the taking. Christ has died so that you can have grace and forgiveness. Christ rose victoriously from the grave and assures you that you also, on the last day, will rise to resurrection life. What do you need to do to get there? Stand in that grace. Own it. Speak it to others. Let it fill your life with peace and contentment. Let it see you through the difficult times of life. Till on that last day, you do find truly the way is open and you find admittance into God's perfect kingdom. Let's pray. Lord Messiah Jesus, I thank you for your grace. Thank you for your forgiveness for all my evil. I thank you that in your resurrection, I have the sure promise 
resurrection life with you. Lord, enter my heart, strengthen my faith, so that I stand in this grace, and may it be my sure foundation throughout life. It's in your name we pray. And all God's people said,